So this particular scripture encompasses that. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Repeat after me. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things become new. Amen. What patterns have we maintained? Many people give their lives to Christ. They get saved and, 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 and you know, I'm excited about my new journey and, and all those type of things. I'm going to church regularly and all those things. But what patterns have we maintained? The scripture says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. What old things have we not allowed to pass away? What old things that we have not put to death? It says, behold, all things have become new. What cycles have we carried into our new life? We have said, hey, I'm new. I'm, a, I'm new. I'm brand new. Old things. Are, but, but what things that we have not left behind? What things that we have not let go? Uh, hallelujah. To become new. We tell people we are Christian. What does it really mean to be Christian? The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, in Christ, in Christ. So let me divert for just a minute. You know, many times we can look at a person and tell and can tell what they're really into. The Bible says, you know, the tree by the fruit it bears. And many people are nothing but living trees. You can always see what a person is into. What are you really into? Are you are you into TV? Are you into music? Are you are you into jewelry? Are you into food? Are you into are you into sports? Are you into a specific sports team? Are you are you into uh, 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 are you into women? Are you into men? Or what are you into? What what hobby do you have that 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 you're into that people know that that is attached to you? What is it that you are into? And there are so many people that are into so many things that they're not into Christ. In Christ. Are we really in Christ? Last week we talked about being intimate for the love of Christ. What shall separate me from the love of Christ? Are the things that we've gotten into, the things that we that, that, that we've allowed to become who we are, are those things separating us from Christ? If we're saying that we're a Christian, are we really in Christ? As I did the study for this word, I, I seen so many so many scriptures that said in Christ. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, but if I'm really not into Christ, how can I do things through Christ? 
You know a person based on what you see them do most. There is 168 hours in a week total. Seven days a week, 168 hours in a week. How many of them hours are we giving to being in Christ? It's so easy to say this is, I got this going on. I got that going on. I got that happening. uh, How much, uh, and and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm speaking to myself as well as everyone in the room. You know, God is calling us to step up our game Are we really in Christ? For Christian means being Christ-like. How many places can I go and represent Christ without feeling awkward? Without feeling uncomfortable? I can't say Jesus around these people. That's why Thursday night I gave the challenge, give somebody an encouraging word. Say something encouraging to someone around you. You know, being prophetic doesn't necessarily mean we're always walking around saying, thus saith the Lord God to you. While while we're here at Honda, we're going to be blessed abundantly, says God. He is so wonderfully blessing us right now and that uh, you shall be encouraged to the utmost, says the Lord God. You know how many people look at you like you crazy? Because they don't understand that. But if you just give an encouraging word, you know, God values you. God knows your value more than just know that you're valuable and sometimes you don't even have to say that God values you sometimes you can just say you're valuable you're you know you don't you don't have to dumb down to other people's expectations to to be somebody because what God will do is he will use your words as an entryway into ministry to that person are we in Christ. 168 hours in a week, um, approximately two hours on Sunday at 12 o'clock or maybe 11, depending on what are you involved in. We may be here three, two to three hours um, on a Sunday. Uh, uh, some churches have church less than than that. Someone, some churches have uh, are at church an hour and a half. Some are hour. Um, you know, um, I even heard advertisements saying that we'll get you in and we'll get you out. Uh, I mean, you know, we got to we we got to do that. I mean, just what church is today? We'll get you in and we'll get you out. You know, it's like, hey, I mean, it's all about uh, getting you in and getting you out. Cause see. Ain't nobody really thinking about Christ. They they thinking about the dinner they take at at home. They thinking about the Christmas shopping that they got to get online to do. Uh, they they they're, they're thinking about the football game that's kicked off at one o'clock, uh, and they want to know what the score is before halftime. There are many people that are into many things, uh, but even when their bodies in church, uh, their minds in somewhere else. The scripture says in Christ. So what am I doing? What do I look like as a pastor that says, hey, Brother Brandon, I'm going to get you in. I'm going to get you out. (laughs) 
What is this? Has the church become drive-through ministry? I tell you what, we cut the whole bottom half of the building off when we move downstairs. We'll just have everybody drive by and I'll give them a two-minute sermon. Uh, you've got your church. We've got you. We didn't even have to come in. We just let you drive up. you got a two-minute sermon. Drive on by. You got your church for the day. Now that gives you 160 uh, what is that? 167 hours and 58 minutes left in your week. Is that where we're at now? We give God two minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, a whole week and think we've done something. Are we really in Christ? Are we really in Christ? How much of that is God getting from you? Thursday night, we switch Bible study from Wednesday night to Thursday night so we can have electronic Bible study. And that's that lasts about 50 minutes. I'm always looking at the timer. And, you know, I know I understand some people have to work in this and that. I thank God for those who who are able to work and and, and look at it at the same time. Or you can even go back later on and look at it. You can look at it as many times during the course of the week if you want to go back and regurgitate it and go over it again and memorize the scripture and all those things but how many look at the video one time and forget that they even seen it are we really in Christ the scripture says once again and maybe if you don't remember anything else today you remember 2 Corinthians 5 17 that says if anyone be in Christ if, if, if you don't remember nothing else today hopefully you remember that, that if anyone be in Christ he is a new creature now ladies it doesn't leave you out because the he that he's talking about is mankind in general so I don't want you to feel left out like you know I'm not new but you, you're new too anyone 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 but the old is always there, 168 hours a week, and we never work on the old stuff. 168 hours a week, we're never looking to do better, to change. You know, change is inevitable. I pay attention to what I post on Facebook and see what's effective and what's not. And most of the time, what I put on Facebook, people don't pay attention to. So I put it on there over and over and over and over again. Because I know nobody's paying attention to it. And one of the things I always say is change is inevitable. Change is inevitable. Every day we've got to change. If, uh, if you're not changing, you're not growing, well, why is there so many people at a plateau? Because nobody desires to change. Well, I ain't got to change that. I ain't got to, I ain't got to change that. But if you're not changing, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're not living. And I don't know. I'm looking at some people that look like they living to me. But we're, when we're in Christ, we should be changing. In Christ. In Christ. 
Every day, every day we should be, Lord, what is it I need to do better today than I did yesterday? It is so funny to me when I, when I hear people say, you're doing such a good job today, James. What do you expect me to do the same thing I did yesterday and the day before that and the day before that? Evidently, there has to be some change. One hundred sixty-eight hours in a week. How much of that is God getting from you? How much of that is God getting from you? This time of year is a good time of year to do some reflection. Many people are so worried about the 25th of December that they forget about the 26th, the 27th, the 28th, the 29th, 30th, 31st. I'm just planning on having a good time. I'm going to, this year is going to go out with a and I, we're gonna, I'm going to buy up everything I can buy up. I, I, make sure everybody has the gifts that they're going to have. And I tell you what, we're going to party like it's 1999 on the 31st. I tell you, even though 1999 has passed uh, a long time ago, I tell you what, we're going to have a blast. And nobody takes time to reflect. Nobody takes the time to do any introspection. But when you're in Christ, the Holy Spirit makes you look at yourself. And there's too many people without the Holy Spirit because there are too many people that look at everybody else instead of themselves. There are so many people who think they're in a place where they think they are, but they're really not. And when you read Proverbs, Proverbs will humble you every time. Let another man praise you and not yourself. Don't praise yourself from your own. That's what the book of Proverbs said. Let another man praise you. I, I, I don't want to be one of those people that walk around and say, look at me. I did a good job. I did a good job, guys. Didn't I do a good job today? Because that's what a lot of people do. Because they're not in Christ. They're carnal. Colossians 3, 1. Colossians 3, 1 through 7. If you were then raised with Christ, here we go, with Christ, in Christ. If you were raised in Christ, in other words, if you die, see, when you give your life to the Lord, when you get saved, there is a death that takes place. And many people find it hard to die to what is old. And it says, if you were raised with Christ, see, you, you got to go into the tomb with Christ. See, that's what, that, that's what it means to be in Christ. In Christ, we are a new creation. You got to go into the tomb with Christ. Uh, and you got to let that old man die in the tomb. See, when Jesus rose up, he rose up new. He wasn't the same Jesus that, that died and went in the tomb. When he rose, he, he rose up with all power in his hand. He rose up with victory. <laughs> Hallelujah. When we go into the tomb, we got to come out with some victory. We got to come out with some some uh, uh, some, some good, uh, positive uh, talking. We, we got to come out with some words of affirmation. Hallelujah. We got to come up with some words of with, with, for, with edification. He began to talk to the disciples after he came out of the tomb and be 
encouraged. Uh, know this. Uh, the same Jesus you see leaving is going to come back one day. Uh, know this. Uh, hallelujah. I've overcome the world uh, on your behalf. And you are, have overcome as well. You have to go into the tomb. And let the old man stay there. If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind, set your mind. This mind that is in Christ should also be in you. Uh, hallelujah. Set your mind on things above, not things on the earth. Uh, hallelujah. For you died and your life was hidden. Where? With Christ in God. With Christ in God. You have to die to be hidden in Christ in God. When Christ who is our who is our life appears, then you also appear with him in glory. Therefore, guess what? Put to death your members, <laughs> not church members, your body members. It's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. With the um with the wonderful spandex generation and the, the holes in the jeans and all those things, there's a lot of death that has to come to your members. I'm just being real. Can I be real? I mean, it's not intentionally that you walk around looking at people, but it's just it's there in your face. And you're just I got to put to death my members, my eyes, because Jesus said, if you're seated and you're lusted, you sinned already. If you looked at it and say, oh, you lusted already, you sinned already, you, you, you just got to we got to repent. That's called putting to death your members when you see something you hear something or you say something put put that thing to death right now right now right now put it to death put it to death daily we're dying so that we can live daily we're dying we have to repent lord forgive me for the thought that i had lord forgive me for the word that i said lord forgive me for being mean to that person lord forgive me for not forgiving them for what they did to me daily we have to die therefore put to death your members which are on the earth fornication uncleanness passions evil desires covetousness with which is idolatry because of these things the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them in which you yourselves, what did it say? Once walked when 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 you lived, when you once walked when you lived in them. So if we're in Christ, then we need to be walking in the newness of life and not the way we walked when we were with them. Them, them people. Y'all, y'all hear that all the time. You, you know those people, those people. Lord have mercy, I'm getting in trouble. The wrath of God is coming. Can I, can I, can I give you a, can I give you a hint? The wrath of God is already here because of our disobedience. The wrath of God is already here.
There are so many things that have happened over the past couple of weeks uh, as far as natural disasters and things of that nature. I mean, we can even go uh, uh, 30 days back, 45 days back, the fires in California. And no sooner than the fires was over Alaska uh, near Anchorage had an earthquake that nobody, they just kind of breezed over it. But what's happening systematically, the wrath of God is has been released in the earth because of our disobedience. So what am I saying? Put away all evil desires, put away smoking, put away drinking, put away addictive habits. When I say addictive habits, I'm not just talking about smoking and drinking. I'm talking about how we eat and how we what, what we do. You know, uh, 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 I could even talk about me as far as me going to sleep. I'm, I'm really fighting this thing going to sleep on time. You know, I, I know I need to be in the bed by a certain time. I said, just get up and go to bed. But I don't go to bed at that time. And I wake up the next day after getting four and a half hours of sleep and I'm tired and I'm uh, I'm all jacked up the whole day and I'm trying to I'm asking the Lord to give me strength to get through the day but all he's saying is go to bed on time and you won't have to worry about asking me for strength I'm talking about addictive habits it's hard on Monday night when the Kansas City Chiefs is playing the St. Louis Rams it's hard guys Dang, it's, it's, it's hard when, when Golden State is playing the Lakers. <laughs> it's hard to watch the number. It's hard when you know the number five basketball team is on in the nation and, and, they're, and they're whooping up on Purdue. Yeah, I know y'all weren't going to say amen to that. It's basketball season. Putting away addictive habits. What is those addictive habits? We focus on things that we think are the big things. Put away smoking. Put away drinking. Yes, we need to do that. God needs to purify us daily. But across the board, sin is sin. And all sin is disobedience to God. And that's why the wrath of God is in the earth. Put away foul language. Matthew 10, 27 says, when he had called the multitude to himself, he said, hear and understand not what goes into the mouth, pork and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we always talk, I don't eat pork and I don't eat that and I don't I don't eat this. But Jesus said it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles the man. It's what comes out. We should be worried about what comes out. Jesus said, uh, hallelujah, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what is it that you put on the inside of you that's in abundance? What is that stuff that's been marinating on the inside? What is that anger that's been marinating on the inside of you? What is those murderous thoughts uh, that's been on the inside of you? Yes, I called it out because sometimes we have a, a murderous spirit that's locked up on the inside that we need to allow the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to bring to the outside. Uh, hallelujah! To get it out uh, because what comes out of the mouth is what defiles a man people are so worried about what they're putting in them but they're not worried about what's coming out part of your nutrition is to understand what comes out you cannot live holy and clean 
to the fullest if you're not paying attention to what comes out of the mouth. I hope I'm helping somebody, somebody today. Put away, put away foul language. Put away lies. Put away lies. What am I saying? See, a lot of times we pay so close attention to lies. We, we think, oh, well, at least I'm not lying. But sometimes we live in a lie. We live in a false reality thinking, well, I can do this and this and this and this. Or I can do that and I can do this and I can do that. And, and God is saying, come on now, simplify. Bring it down. Because we have in our mind what we want to do. And so sometimes we end up living in life. We end up living beyond our means. We end up living beyond our 168 hours a week. Put away lies. Revelation, the 21st chapter and the 8th verse. I know y'all don't hear me go into Revelations very much, but I, I got to help you today. Can I help you today? Because, see, it's time to reflect. It's time to think. Hallelujah. It's time, it's time to look at ourselves. Revelations 21.8. Revelations 21.8. You got to see this. You got to see this. Because we all just, we all think our, our ticket done got punched into heaven. We, we just all know we all going to heaven. I got saved, I sanctified, and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm on my way. And Revelations 21.8 will beg to differ. But the cowardly, unbelieving. So if you're not believing that God can deliver you out of a situation, abominable murderers. And see, we, we so focus on those. Oh, man, they murdered that guy on the south side. They murdered that guy on the north side. They murdered that girl on the east side. They murdered that guy on the, on the west side. We, those, are, those are just blatant murders. But how many of us murderers uh, are murdering people with the words from our mouth? Murderers, sexual, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters. We put so much focus on all of these people. Idolaters. We, we created so many idols. And we got King James, and, and we got we got uh, uh, Steph Curry. We got we got uh, we we got we got Beyonce and Jay Z, and we just created all these idols and all these. People are emulated in the earth and God. Well, why do we think Michael Jackson was taken away so early? Because too many people put him on a place where he shouldn't have been. Every idol you see in the word of God, God cut him off. He said, I will have no other God before me. We better be paying attention to what God we done put before God. 168 hours in a week, what God we put before God. I'm sorry, we got to finish this verse. I'm sorry. Uh, idolaters and all liars put away lies. And all liars have ha shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I don't want that kind of death. So if we're lying, we're going to burn. Don't, don't tell no lies. If we're lying, we're going to burn. If you, if you say, I am a Christian, and you lie, you're going to hell. 
If you if you say that you're a Christian and you find it hard to believe. What does the scripture say? I'm believing. I'm a believer. But we can't believe God enough to give 10 percent. I'm a believer. Oh, man, did you see that girl right there? Oh, man. That's what the word says. Man, I tell you what, that Beyonce show can't say, girl, can she? I'm trying to help y'all today. This is what the word says. The word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. The word says this. I'm not saying that we need to be perfect. I need, I'm saying that we need to strive for perfection. Every day we've got to be willing to change. Every day we've got to be willing to get better. God is looking for reasonable progress and reasonable time. And we keep saying that we're Christians, which means Christ-like, but we're not into Christ. Put away negativity. Put away re, ne, put away neglect of children. Our children needs our attention. Our children need our attention now more than ever before. They need us. They need us. I cannot say it enough. They need our attention. I need. I just. I have such a hard time when I see this all the time, and the kids are just running around, running rampant, and we we. And the kids just doing whatever, and we just in the grocery store. Kids are doing, and we, you know, in the doctor's office. We and the kids is doing all I, neglect. That is that is child neglect. And children's services would love to come in your house and take your kids for the least little bit of neglect. Even today, if you get a teenager that gets out of line, they a lot of times end up trying to call the police on you for doing what the Bible instructs us to do. So you better start using the rod while you have the opportunity. Don't let these children get so smart that they get outside of the boundaries that you have not yet set. God has given us a, 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 an opportunity to set some boundaries and to put these children in place. Because it is our responsibility to aim them and to point them in the direction that they need to go. Put away neglect of children. Put away passions that interfere with Christ. Put away TV habits. Put away music habits. In 1 Corinthians, Pastor Tracy and I were talking last night. And um, I just, I said, man, we, we got to get caught up on our movies. We don't even know. We, we ain't seen a movie in a while. Because it's not important. It's not important. It's entertainment. And be careful. Christian music and gospel music is starting to become entertainment as well. I, I, there's some things that have happened recently with some um, Christian and gospel artists, and it's just like, 
Pastor Tracy and I just come to the conclusion it's just entertainment. Nobody wants to worship. Everybody want to make money. That's why I thank God for these musicians right here. Thank God for them. Thank God for them. As soon as somebody learns how to play a note, I can play one note. You better pay me. Because it's not about worship. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Because in order to be in Christ, we got to grow up. When you're in Christ, there are things that, that, that bother us that shouldn't bother us. When we're in Christ, there are things that, that we just got to put away. And 1 Corinthians 13 11 says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And many people in the body of Christ are just childish. It's time to grow up. Or I'll send you to Kingdom Kids Ministry. How's that? Go in there and get what they're learning. Everybody's got a hang up and everybody's got a problem and everybody's got a situation. I'll tell you what, we all got situations and circumstances we're dealing with. I had some things I had to deal with this week I never thought I would have had to. I never, never in my wildest imagination would have thought that I would have had to be in position to do what I had to do, but but God. Because when I was a child, I spake as a child. I did childish things. I, I, I played as a child. I acted as a child. I cried as a child. I, I did all that. Oh, what it looked like I'm 50 years old. <laughs> sister, sister Tiana, I just. <laughs> they talked about me. <laughs> they said I was blacky. <laughs> Come on, help me. Help me. But that <laughs> But that's what a lot of believers act like. I said, did I say believers? Oh my God. The scripture said if you're unbelieving, but the people are saying I'm a Christian, but <laughs> she looked at me funny. What's wrong with her? He don't he don't treat me right, brother. He don't, he don't that, that brother over there don't treat me right, Pastor. <laughs> but when we was a child, and that's what's wrong with the body of Christ, the church at large. When I was a child, I did that. I was a tattletale. I told, but Jesus said, offenses will come. We're all different people. You're different to her. You're different to her. You're different to her. You're, you're different to her. I'm different to him. He's different to me. And we, we all different. So at some point in time, even when you're married, okay, even when you're married, you're two people in the same house, you know, and some, at some point you're going to get on each other's nerves. As beautiful as the pictures on Facebook and Instagram look, at some point in time, they're going to have an argument. Amen. Amen. And she posts some good pictures. I take, man, how do y'all do them pictures, man? I like to try that. But anyway, (laughs) 
they was they was on their vacation and they had a picture. It was both of them walking side by side. I'm like, how did they do? I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> both of them, and they were looking straight ahead. Like, how did they do that? That's wow. I, now she's going to think about that every time you take a picture of that. <laughs> I can tell. Because I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out. How many... I don't know. I just... <laughs> okay, let me finish this up, y'all. <laughs> we talking about being in Christ. <laughs> So we put away childish things. And once again, to review, in case you didn't hear it, in case you think you might not remember it the rest of the week, if anyone is in Christ. Philippians 2 of 5 says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So I got to put away childish things and then I got to I got to. If I'm in Christ, I got to put the mind of Christ. I got to let this mind. I have to let it. I have to let it. That's why we said a few weeks ago, we have to let go. There's so many things we have to let go so we can let Christ's mind in. We, there's some stuff we just got to let go. We just got to let go. I went by the Goodwill today, uh, yesterday and let go of a whole bunch of stuff. And guess what? I'm getting ready to go through my calls and let some more stuff go. Let me tell you a funny story. Not that I ain't been saying that already, doing that already. So many of you know that, you know, the Dodge has been replaced. And uh, yesterday, Pastor Tracy was leaving the house. She took a picture of another Dodge that looked like ours. She said, oh, it won't leave us alone. <laughs> it won't go away. <laughs> Ooh, that was scary. But how many of you know things have an attachment to your past? And that car had an attachment to a long 15-year past. I'm just trying to help you. you see, sometimes you just got to let it go. Just got to let it go. And then Philippians 4.13, that was Philippians 2 and 5, Philippians 4.13. I said it earlier, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When we find out what we do that interferes with our time with God, there is a problem. We need to identify that problem. We need to eliminate that problem. Pastor Tracy and I had some time set up that we would, you know, have a prayer time and we realized all of a sudden, uh oh, we ain't been doing that. So we had to push some stuff out of the way. We going back to it. Because, see, that, I'm, I'm going to encourage you today. Sometimes you're going to put some things in place. You're going to say, uh, uh, Sister Chakee and, and, and Brother Roosevelt, and, you know, he, he's all graduated, and I can, I can hear him now. Let's pray together, honey. We're going to do it on this day and at this particular time, and what will happen is you'll start doing it, and, and then all of a sudden some things will come to get in the way, and you, before you realize it, oh, two, three weeks still went by, we ain't doing nothing. Oh. Go back to it, repent, and say, Lord, forgive me, and, and stick with it. It's the same way with fasting. Many times with fasting, we're fasting, we're fasting. Oops, I put something in my mouth. I wouldn't, I didn't intend to do the Lord. I didn't mean that that food should look good, though. Because, see, we're fighting our flesh. When then, so when there's a problem, 
identify the problem, take care of the problem. Whatever you deem more important than giving effort to assembling yourselves amongst your brothers and sisters. If there is something that you feel is more important than Bible study, if there's something that you feel more important that, that you don't put in place in place of reading your word, in place of uh, uh, praying, in, in place of seeking the Lord, whatever is more important, we, we, need to, we need to move that out the way. And we already talked about that because God has seen these things. God's wrath is here. It's time to repent. It's time to repent. It's time for repenting for allowing the old man to rule. God wants something different. He expects reasonable progress in a reasonable amount of time. And if we've been saved for one year, he expects something different than a year ago. If we've been saved two years, he expects something different than two years ago. If you've been saved 10 years, he expects way more better than what you started out doing. If, it, if, if it, His expectation is for reasonable progress in a reasonable amount of time. Let's uh, play that bow down softly and we just, I just feel like it's an altar day. We just want to take a moment just to just repent. Repent for where we've fallen short. And when we repent today, please, 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 please don't take this stuff with you. New creation. New creation. Just come on up. Come on up. I went a little long today, but I just sense that we need to hear the word. You know, it's amazing when we look at things, we think about things. It's like, hey, springtime is coming. 